Well, thank you so much for everything, for being a part of the event. And I'm just so excited to have you um, involved and interview you. Um, it's such an honor. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for letting me be a part of it. I think it's such a great idea. You have such a great collection of people. I'm amazed. All of these women are incredible. I love Bethany Franklin so much. I've sorry, Bethany Hamilton. I just said Bethany. Yeah, it, it, though it, it's a mix because it's because um, Missy Franklin is also <laughs> on the lineup. Yeah, I keep doing the same I thing. <laughs> I know, and I'm like, oh my god, wait, we are not. This is not a housewives moment at all, which clearly shows you what my viewing, what my viewing <laughs> usually is. But yes, no, Bethany Hamilton is amazing. Though I've loved her since forever and I'm so excited what a great lineup I'm so excited yes crazy thing but oh my god it's incredible and how how great of an opportunity to be able to support the class of 2020 because I went to high school virtually we can get into this so I kind of felt like really I did I did but um but yeah so I did have a normal graduation though which really wasn't that exciting because I didn't really know (laughs) because you really didn't know all the people you were graduating with like I literally knew their names and then I'd be like oh Oh, nice to, okay, well, bye. Never see you again. Like, and that's literally what happened. I was like, okay, I've never seen any of them again. I love with people, but like, cool. I love it. Yeah, no, I, um, we have a tiny team of five people that have somehow pulled all of this together, how we can make this the best night ever for everyone. So it's been an incredible experience. Amazing. That makes me so happy. I'm so happy to be a part of it. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and dive in. So to start, Kendall, you're literally one of my favorite instructors since getting my Peloton and Vids quarantine. So this is just like a dream come true having you on and getting to talk to you in person rather than having you, you know, yell at me during my workout to make me work harder. (laughs) Um, But I think you just embody everything that the world needs to hear, especially right now with the ladies graduating and what they're going through. Um, You know, I want to start with just bringing up the tagline that you use um, on your website and just throughout, um, feminine, intelligent, and tough. Um, So talk about like, why is this your mantra and how has this inspired you on your journey to get to you and to get where you are today? Exactly. I thank you so much for that. And thank you for taking class. It means the world, this community that's coming together in such a crazy time. And this is no different. So thank you for what you're doing for these totally badass ladies who are definitely going to be world changers after going through something like this. But yeah, sure. going into why everybody was kind of like, is it fix it, Kendall? I thought it was fix it. I was like, no, 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 it's fit X, fit by <laughs> the reason, which is kind of ironic, but the reason why I broke it down to feminine, feminine, intelligent, and tough was that first and foremost, I got into fitness because I love boxing. If anyone's seen a female boxer, it's not exactly the most feminine thing <laughs> for, for how people define femininity in today's space or society defines femininity. And to me, the first thing I want to put forward was, no, I can throw a punch and I can absorb a punch and I can be bleeding out of my nose and I can be sweaty and have crazy hair. And that to me is femininity. It is that resiliency. It is that I can be both things. I can be all things. And I think so often femininity is placed in this ideal of being demure and quiet and palatable where really, and what's exciting about this generation, I think where femininity is going is that we're really discovering the power behind it and this kind of roar and this fight behind it. So that's why I started with that intelligent because I'm not going to apologize for being smart. Honestly, I love school and it's even beyond school, whether school's your thing or not, or you're just like, Oh thank God, I graduated. We're good. <laughs> you know, we all have a different learning style, whatnot, but intelligence truly is something that you don't need to be apologizing for. 
We don't need to be apologizing for raising our hand too much. We don't need to quiet ourselves. If anything, we need to lean further into that and speak up. And you know the answer, you know the answer for a reason. You deserve that. So go after it. And finally, the last part is toughness. It is tough being a woman. It is tough being a woman today. It is extra tough being a woman graduating in 2020 right now and being moved to going home. So it's another level, another barrier. And toughness needs to be supported and celebrated. To get knocked down, and I say this all the time, you can get knocked down, but you get back up and they can't knock you out. It's so key because that's actually what propels you forward in life. That's what's going to keep you moving. I actually, that was going to be my next question was talking about that amazing nugget of wisdom. Um, They can't knock you down, but never let them knock you out. So what does this mean to you? And how can the women listening really embrace this wisdom in the current world that they're facing right now? Yes. Look, if there's any, you know, taking the boxing analogy and bring it into real life, it is a fight right now. Your life is a fight. And it's a fight that has far more than 12 rounds. It's a fight that's going to continue through wanting to climb the ranks of corporate companies, which I have been through and had struggled with, to wanting to reverb and revamp your whole career, to getting into college or moving on and finding what the right path for you is post-graduation. So what's important is that you know you're going to get knocked down. It's just a fact of life. The difference is that every time you get knocked down, you have a choice. Do you stay down? Do you allow the experience that put you on the floor to begin with to define the next move? Or do you take everything in your power to get back up? And even if you end up back on the floor again, you got up. And that's the celebration. The celebration is in that I'm not going to allow this one experience or this one setback or this one challenging moment in my life to define me. I'm going to rise above it and I'm going to come back better because of it. It's all learning. And so Mm -hmm. in today's current climate, we are definitely knocked down. We're dealing with social distance. We're dealing with having to take our day-to-day lives and our education and be doing it through a screen. You know, it's extra level determination, extra level of focus. But because of that, it's going to be such an asset moving forward in the future. It's going to be something that is a defining characteristic that makes this class of 2020, especially extra tough, extra Mm -hmm. fit, ready for what's coming next. And honestly, I'm excited for them because there's very few people who could have this experience and at the end of it graduate and this class is. And so that's Mm -hmm. just total testament to that dedication. This class, especially these women are going to come out just like such boss babes. Like they're just going to be like the biggest badasses ever because they have faced something that no, none none of us have faced, but you actually kind of have been through this a little bit. It sounds like um, having learned virtually before. So tell us a little bit more about that. And like, how did that shape you? And obviously it probably prepared you a little bit for this situation. <laughs> Honestly, I swear being online school prepared me for so much of what I'm doing now. And I never knew it. So ironically, <laughs> now I teach a cycling class to tens of thousands of people. And at this current moment, there's no one in the room. So it's like, you know, singing in front of your mirror and no one's there, but you know, you're pretending they're with you. You're like, Hey, yeah, I have an audience. That's literally what I do for a job now. So go figure all of that time in the bathroom being an idiot pays off. So ladies, I love it. Don't be ashamed of it. It's a great job skill, apparently for me in particular, but um, <laughs> yeah, what's kind of crazy about virtual school was that it gave me an opportunity to get through what I needed and learn what, how am I going to learn for myself? It taught me that level of dedication to, and that level of, I have to have the discipline, which was probably the best asset, especially moving into university, going to USC, having two majors, navigating a new career path, changing career paths after school and falling 
directly, but guided, I believe, into fitness, it was that malleability. It was that determination to be able to say, okay, I know that I can have a discipline to get up, get what I need to get done. And also, I don't need to waste time on useless things. It taught me the value of time. So I graduated high school actually in three years just because wow. I get through it. So I took a year off. Um, I, at the time, I was acting, uh, been in little stuff. Didn't work out too well. Talk about getting knocked down and getting back <laughs> up. Trust yeah, me. that's an industry. Oh, yeah. No was a really... I heard no far more than yes. Still, when I get yeses, it's like, oh, really? Great. <laughs> I'm going to be like, yes, I deserve that. Yes. Thank you. And that's a lifelong that's a lifelong growth process. But what's really interesting about being schooled online was that discipline and that determination and realizing what I could do with my time. Mm-hmm. When I was honoring myself and I was taking care of my education and putting it in my own hands, I could absorb the information and move forward. And what's great is like, I'm still a student. I'm still, I'm studying right now. I'm taking two certifications and I'm adding. Wow. It never ends. But the best part was being able to have that discipline. So for this class in particular, to be taken out from all of these life-changing kind of monumental experiences that we look at, right? You know, prom probably was virtual. I know there's, it's not the dress and the event and the night and the this, all of these different things, the walking at graduation, it's definitely somber, but there is this resiliency and there is this, you know what, we're going to do it our way because I think you pointed this out earlier for these ladies, no one's done this before. No one can tell you how to do this. Right. And I'm just sitting here, you know, as a young adult woman, absolutely in awe of all of them to be able to be like, okay, no, this didn't happen. I'm going to adapt. I'm going to modify and I'm going to still go after my education and graduate. And this is what, this is what they've done, which is just incredible. It's amazing. It's it really so amazing. Is. It is. Well, I want to touch on two different parts of your journey. Um, first you started your career working in a prominent, but just really extremely toxic startup. And I know that's something I really resonate with. Like this, the whole reason why we started Chief Factor was, was because of my experience graduating college, not knowing what I wanted to do and entering a job I really didn't love. That was a really toxic environment for me. And I think so many of these women, like I've been asking and trying to get as much insight as I can from them. It's like, what are you most worried about? And I think one of the biggest things that I've gotten is like, I don't know what I'm passionate about. I don't know what I want to do. Like, I don't want to go the wrong direction or take the wrong steps. So like, how did you figure out that that wasn't the right path for you? And like, how did you pivot to, to figure out like what you are passionate about and what you did want to do with your life? Definitely. The process was prickly for sure. And I am a firm believer in whatever you believe in, however you define that. Some people look at that spirituality, religion, whatnot, or just a general is. There are no wrong steps in your path if you are doing it with your authentic self. And I think that's a really key thing. And now part of it is even taking that deeper, well, who am I authentically? The beautiful part about being at this stage in life is that you have all of these years that you've learned from the people that you love around you, from the things you want to do, you don't want to do. You have all this information, right? It's like information over. Mm -hmm. Now, when you get past graduation, this is where you start to figure out and wear the different hats. What works for me and what doesn't work for me? So first and foremost, give yourself grace. Like, allow yourself to try a hat on or try a look on or try a vibe. And if it's not your thing, that's okay. You learn something from that. 
right? Mm-hmm. So that's why it's important to intern. That's why it's important to look into different areas, different fields that you might spark interest. Just so you can figure it's like dating. You got to figure out what you don't <laughs> want. Still working on that one. But you got to still figure out what you want before you figure out what you do. Because every time, the next time you enter, ideally into another relationship, you'll take that knowledge before and move forward. But definitely a huge life shift happened when I followed what I thought I should be doing. I have a degree in film and business. I loved filmmaking. I really wanted to marry that. I wanted to kind of make my own path in the new media world. And in this particular role, it was a dream job on paper. It was literally, it's like the dream guy, same thing. Everything (laughs) is listed and we're talking cisgendered now. If you, if you know, dream partner, we're going to say that way more important. (laughs) Everything on paper was incredible. The challenge was when I got in was that the culture was asking me to be everything other than who I really was. I try, I dyed my hair black to be taken seriously. I wore baggy clothes. I tried wearing no makeup, just nothing would work. And even though I was doing my job and doing it well, I believe this experience was so formative for me. It was devastating. It was challenging. It brought up a lot of mental health challenges, which I have, I'm very open and gung-ho about. I'm totally a mental health advocate. I deal with anxiety and depression myself, and it's been a guiding light for me, actually. But in the process of things being uncomfortable, of things, of getting that siren of, this doesn't feel right. Your gut instinct is never wrong. Like when you get that alarm sound, like, mm, this doesn't feel right. This, I feel, I feel pressured. I feel shrouded. That's when you yeah. know it make a change. So in the process, try on the hats, experience different fields, experience different jobs. Don't put the pressure on yourself to have to know. There's this massive societal pressure that you go to college, you you pick your major, and then that's your life for the next, for the next, I don't know, 40 years of your career. Mm-hmm. In today's world, and this is what I heard from my professors, and it speaks even more true now, you are going to switch jobs, maybe even industries five to seven times. It's just the nature of our world. Now, the beauty of that is the job and the perfect fit for you, that role, that experience, that career title might not exist yet because technology is moving so fast. The way that we're innovating is moving so fast. There's more entrepreneurs than ever. There's ways to build businesses that just haven't existed previously. Because of that, you want to have all the experiences. I think there's a great, um, it's a commencement speech that Steve Jobs gave at Stanford. And I really recommend everyone, especially now watching this. And he speaks about, in hindsight, being able to connect the dots. Why going to community college and taking a calligraphy class, which in our minds would be like, oh, that's a throwaway class. But why taking that class actually developed why the typography was so important for Apple. When you look back, those dots connect. When you look back, those experiences connect. So be hungry. Be thirsty. Learn about the world. You don't have to, you you don't know what you want to give the world until you've spent time in it. You don't know your story until you've lived it. And you don't know your fight until you've had to stand up and fight for something. And the biggest Mm -hmm. thing for me was I found my fight in particular when I realized that I wasn't going to let somebody take away my power anymore, especially in that role and in a toxic tech environment. Now, whatever environment it may be, Mm -hmm. because of that, I happenstance, I was like, let me just teach a fitness class while I'm figuring out my next job. And then it all aligned because I was doing what I was passionate about because I found out I wanted to empower. That was, that was my goal. Like, that's what I feel 
is my purpose. But how that, how I do that for the next 10, 20, 15, 30, rest of my lifetime, likely going to change. There's going to be different modes, different roles. All that you need to know is when you're in that process of something and you just feel like your soul is beaming and you're just filled with light and you have like this crazy palpable energy that lights you up, do your best to take a second and say, why do I feel this way? What about this moment is making me feel this incredible? And when you have that incredible moment and you feel it, then it's ask yourself the question and usually you'll start to find a pattern. Mm -hmm when you're serving others or when you're in process at a really cool job or opportunity and you're like, I love this. And it's the thing you want to go home and call all your friends and tell them about figure out why did I feel that way? And usually there's a through line and whatever that through line is, is truly your purpose and your power. Totally. I love that so much. And I think that it's also like, creating the opportunity for yourself. Like it doesn't have to exist. You can go out there and make it yourself too. Like that's what we did with She Factor and like finding that flow and that passion is truly life-changing. So I just think your message is so powerful and like how that, how following that journey and trusting your intuition and your gut is really the key to figuring out what that's going to look like for you. But I do want to touch on to the second part, um, which you actually already brought up, which is you talk about your challenges with depression, anxiety, mental health, as well as food intolerance. So how did you find joy and really start honoring yourself and taking ownership of your life, um, especially amidst like change and chaos of this job and all the things going on? Definitely. And I think we're, it's, I really am happy to be speaking to and chatting with and honoring this graduating class because a lot of people don't know this, but between the ages of 17 and 24 is when 75% of people are diagnosed with a mental health disorder or some type of a condition. So it's a really important time in your life because I know my diagnosis came when I was in my senior year of college, I think in large part because of a lot of the stress and it all bubbled up mm-hmm. and I have to deal with it. So there's no shame in that game. If you are feeling off, if something doesn't feel right, it's okay. Like it's okay to not be, have it all together. There's so much pressure. Don't put more on yourself. Yeah. You, you really can choose what you can take on. And that's something you learn the older and older you get and you start to deal with pressure all the time. But really what it came down to with the mental health was there was a time and it was growing up. I put the expectation on myself and I'm highlighting the word expectation mm-hmm. because I truly believe that was a huge part of it. I was a competitive gymnast growing up. I always expected 110%. I was in an industry that I heard no's all the time. So I thought if I worked harder than anybody else, it would be a yes. Sadly, no. <laughs> that happened. Yeah. Uh, but because of that, I had an expectation of how I believed I should exist in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think deeper down after doing work and going to therapy, no shame in that game, big fan of therapy. I learned that I was the only one putting that expectation on myself because I didn't believe that I was enough that I was worthy of the things that I was reaching after, that I had to keep adding something to myself, that I had to keep layering on all these other things or have more skills or whatnot. A lot of times I feel like part of that comes from just growing up in today's world. We look at Instagram, right? We look at all of these really beautiful, but really face-tuned people. We see what is perceived as perfection or as this one type of beauty, this one standard. We're constantly comparing ourselves and our bodies to why aren't my legs this long? Why isn't my waist this small? Why don't I have all of that starts to chip away. And a really important part is that it's not the shell. The shell is your ego. The shell is what 
people can see you as, but what really is important is how do you see yourself? What is, you know, your soul saying? Right. And that is where the passion is. That's where the power is. And so, and by now, pun unintended, don't do this now, but by taking my, my proverbial mask off, (laughs) probably want to keep that, the actual, the tangible one, support it. Um, but by taking that metaphorical mask off and allowing people to see my vulnerabilities, which was the scariest thing for me Mm -hmm. to say, Hey, let me take off the makeup. Essentially. Let me show you, Hey, I have acne here. I have this here, or my hair is curly. I'm finally learning to love my curly hair, all of those different things and allowing myself to be vulnerable and to be open about it. I found the most freedom, the most, the strongest people I know are absolutely vulnerable. And they are so grounded and rooted in their humanity. And what's cool about that is that when you, the sooner that you own that, the sooner that you understand that your presence here, your power here is so incredibly rare. Mm-hmm. And like even existing at this very moment on this very planet, I could space nerd out. All of it is so incredibly unique and just a once in a one in a trillion that you're in existence right now. So you have to know there's a reason for that. Right. And so it, it just goes back to, hold on, let me, let me try and separate the negative thoughts. Let me try and separate this negative self-talk that I'm bogging myself down with because I'm not looking like them or being like them and say, who am I really? And it's the journey to go within. It's the journey to look at those demons. It's the journey to say, wow, I really have this insecurity about myself. And you know what? That's okay. And it's okay to not be 110%. And it's okay to need to go to, to a therapist. It's all about that self-growth. And so when you take the mask off and you allow your vulnerabilities to guide you and really allow yourself to truly be seen, you allow others to do the same. Yeah. I you love be, that so much. to be brave, but then they'll come and meet you. You elevate people up by being 100% your authentic self. And you it's literally giving someone a pass and saying, hey, here's my hand, join me. Right. Can do it too. And then all of that other stuff, all of the pressures and expectations we put on ourselves, they matter less because we know that the people around us are there because they really see us because we're brave enough to be ourselves. So that's a huge one for me with, with definitely what helps so much with the anxiety and the depression. Yeah, for sure. I think the golden rule is like so present, you know, you learn it in kindergarten, but it can, continues coming up in life as treat people the way you want to be treated. I think it's surround yourself by the people that you want to embody and by embodying your authenticity and your vulnerability, they'll, they'll, they'll mimic it and reflect it. And you'll all of a sudden be so powerfully surrounded by all these amazing people. But you applaud. Yeah. You have like an Avengers team of badass people (laughs) that you're like, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, so you really talk about how your experiences motivated you to empower both men and women, but especially women to find their voice, stand up for what's right and just elevate towards their highest selves. I love that you tell that you talk about that so often. Um, so what advice or message do you have for the women of the class of 2020 in these trying times? How can they really change the narrative of current times to empower their journey forward and discover their power? Um, and yeah, what's just like the message that you want to leave them with? I will say this times of uncertainty and in times of challenge and instability breed the most incredible foundation. Mm-hmm. Because when you are challenged and when you are tested, when you are pushed back, when you are buried and when you are bogged down with all of these different weights and challenges, the rise back up, the getting down from being knocked down is such a beautiful journey that 
I feel like a lot of these women just need to be open and accepting and gracious of this time because they're going to find their power. They're going to find their presence. I think even sooner than a lot of other women get the opportunity to find it because of their own life circumstances. This is the hardest time to be graduating. And yet these women did. And so for them, they need to know that there is a reason why they are dealing with this. And this is with purpose and with power that they get to enter into the world, whether it's going to college after this, whether it's building a company or career, whether it's just exploring and finding out what's next for them. This is a watershed moment. And there is nothing greater than being able to be challenged to rise up and make your claim on the world. This is where they find their fight and it's happening right now. And so just embrace it, attack it, be unapologetic about what you want and always move forward. Stay fighting, stay in it.